We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Two lines open. The two lines are already filled up, so feel free to get online. Uh, looks like you guys have plenty of problems early on. A couple things in the news that you might be aware of. Uh, we already know how uh, Equifax lost all of our data thanks to a poorly updated cloud server. And uh, 145 million of us have our data all of our personal data, allowing folks to go ahead and open up credit so they can buy carpeting at Lowe's anytime they want uh, in our name. And, of course, all the experts recommended that now we go out and freeze our credit. So we all went out dutifully and froze our credit, right? We all went out there and did all that. Some people charged us to freeze us. Some people didn't. And that's all well and good. Well, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, you probably are. You've heard the show. Experian, one of the big three credit report folks, allows anybody access to unfreeze your credit. <laughs> and when I say anybody, they say you, of course. Um, basically, Experian, uh, for those of you who forgot your PIN when you froze your credit at Experian, you can go online to their cloudy server, log right in nice and easy, like, and give them information to allow for that unfreezing. Now, the information they're asking for it's all, the, it's all the key stuff you'd want to ask for to make sure they know who you are, right? They're going to ask you for things like, oh, I don't know, your name, your address, your date of birth, the social, your social security number. They want to be sure that you are who you are, right? They would never think that there's 145 million uh, folks whose information is all there all on the dark web and the bad guy is going to use. no. So then, of course, they ask you after you put all that personal information in that, of course, the criminals already have, to put in an email address so they can email the PIN to you. And they ask you to scouts honor swear that the information is true and belongs to the submitter. I, I can't make this stuff up, guys. Can't make it up. You freeze your credit, and the dinglings over at Experian will unfreeze it through the web. And email it instantly to you, the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> With the information that was stolen. From right. it's, it's idiotic. <laughs> it is, it is, I'm not sure who's running these places, but I need you to send certified letters. Let's use the old government mail. Well, you know, there's Give a the post office something to do. Let's have them make some money here. There's only one problem with that, Terry. Yes. You can't fix stupid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I'm going to put a link up here from Krebs on Security that talks about this lunacy. Guys, stop it. Just because you can put it on the Internet doesn't mean you should. 
right? Well, you know, if it's on the internet, it has to be true. <laughs> yeah, that's all true. <laughs> but um, uh, Brian does a great job describing just the utter lunacy of this stuff and how I don't know. You just it's if we had a a come on man style thing like ESPN does for their NFL things, this would be that. Um, but being that that's Disney, I would have to pay some sort of royalty even to say it. You'd probably want my last, my firstborn. But uh, this is really a, a head-scratcher. So thanks, Experian, for helping us out on the web. In other news, Bob, you had some stuff about uh, a garage door opener that I just can't believe. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> LiftMaster links garages with Google and IFTTT. LiftMaster or LinksMaster? LiftMaster. LiftMaster, okay. okay. It's, this is part of the smart home. Okay. A very smart home, yes. sure. But it's... For a fee. Of course it is. A so, dollar a month. So hang on a minute here. So you can link your smartphone, an app on your smartphone, so that it can hear you tell the garage door to open up right. for a buck a month. And they call that a smart home. Okay, yes. You might not be the smartest consumer for that, but a smart home to, so that you feel, rather than pushing a button on your mirror or pushing a button, the clicker that's on your on your sun visor, you feel that you need to pay a dollar a month so that you can say, open Sesame? So when the smart home gets smarter than you, what do you do? <laughs> it's locked out. Dave, what are you doing, Dave? <laughs> so, so Bob, <laughs> this is serious, right? How many, how many garage door openers are compatible with this dollar a month service that you can speak to your phone and tell it to open the garage door? Well, basically we all... just one. Thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. And just a second, let me got to jump forward here. I think you said it was Chamberlain. Okay. Yeah, it's a noteworthy development for us, for both IFTTT and Google. Mm. Google is much called because you use your Google app. Right, so you can say, okay, Google, account. open my garage door. Right. Rather than push the button. And you can also set up a schedule, you know what I mean? Or tell it when my car is uh, within a mile of the, uh, you know, leaves within a mile of my home, close the garage door so you don't forget. And you can say at 8 o'clock... Yeah. Close my garage door. You uh-huh. know, at, uh, and you need to pay a dollar a month for this ability. We well, we haven't progressed. In, I mean, I can turn a light bulb on with a, with a timer without any kind of monthly fee. Well, yeah, but you've got to understand. <laughs> but the revenue doesn't go to Google. Oh, no. Oh, no. It doesn't go to anybody. But the revenue goes to the Chamberlain Group. Uh-huh. Okay. According to uh, Paul Arcardo, LiftMaster's manager, marketing <laughs> communications, the subscription model helps us. Uh, helps keep helps us keep product prices low and broaden the number of third-party technologies we support. Broaden the number of completely unsecure, stupid devices that a guy is going to walk up to your house and say, "Open Sesame." The door is going to open, and Chamberlain's going to say, "Oh, well, sorry, we didn't patch it." <laughs> so, just <laughs> so, so, just, just so you know, yeah, IFTTT. Mm-hmm. Okay, if is then, short it's all if for then. if this, then that. Right. Uh, and it acts as an online middleman between supported products and services. Oh Users goodness. can turn on applets that automate those supported services using that if this, then that structure. Mm-hmm. They can create their own. For instance, you could create an applet that turns on your IFTTT-supported smart lights whenever the garage door is opened or one that closes your garage door automatically whenever you arm an IFTTT-supported security system. Yes, IFTTT also supports timed automations. If it's 9 p.m., then close the garage door. Yeah. As well as geofenced automations. If my phone 
exits a one mile radius of my home, then close the garage door. <laughs> if I have or just close it when you leave the garage. If, I mean, it's crazy. If IFTTT isn't LiftMasters only outside integration, oh, IFTTT isn't LiftMasters only outside integration. I'm not a professional radio no, person, okay. so you got to excuse me. So, Bob, so basically this is a dollar to, to close your garage door. Now, when we were growing up, my dad would just yell out, just kick us out of the car, close the garage door. Right or when we came in, we had to open the garage door. We didn't have a garage door opener. We were the garage door opener. Well, right? yeah, one of us had to get stuff- out of the back seat and go and open the garage. Yeah, and we had those wooden garage doors with the with the with the uh, springs that barely worked. So the things were like you get a hernia every time you lift yeah, it up. Yeah, they put weighed down the about two thousand pounds. It seemed like now the year twenty seventeen, we have decided somehow not that that we need an automated process to open and close our own garage doors. I mean, and if you're speaking to your, I don't know about you in the car, but I've got radio going, I've got sound going, you got kids banging around. I have to say, shh, 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 garage door, open. I mean, come on, that's insane. Well, no, you'd have to say, hey, Google. Well, first, yes. <laughs> I got to tell everybody to be quiet back there. I want to open the garage door. <laughs> or Alexa. Right, open the garage. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got a button right there. Just push the darn button. But I don't know. If you're willing to spend you know, 12 bucks a year to have your garage door do that for you, more power to you. Everyone's just leaking money $1 at a time for every little service. Well, you know, if a lot of people did it, 12 bucks a month, that adds up pretty quick. That's an awful expensive garage door yeah. opener. $12 a year. That's pennies. Come on. Yeah, 12 bucks. You have 12 bucks. Pockets. You 12 can afford bucks. it. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. What else you got, Bob? <laughs> Okay, since we're on that subject, yeah. that segues into this one. I finally have a reason to sell my, uh, hey, Google, my Google Home. You're going to sell it? Well, I'm not sell it, but uh, let's say supplement it. Oh, supplement it. Yeah, okay. put in the second device. All right. Alexa. Oh. Okay. All you people with Alexas out there, mm. turn them off. No, no, no. Don't, say, don't say too much, Bob. <laughs> we already got calls from Dr. Alessi last time. I know. it. I made his office go crazy <laughs> or his home, whatever. Anyway. Uh, Alexa beams up new Star Trek skills, including Klingon. Mm. The Amazon Echo boldly goes where no smart personal assistant has gone before, adding spacey sound effects, trivia, and more. Now, tomorrow night, I'm going to be watching the new Star Trek Discovery on CBS. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, to mark the premiere of Star Trek Discovery on September 24th, which Mm -hmm. is tomorrow, Amazon Echo has decided... To go boldly where no smart speaker has gone before, adding a spaceship full of Trek-inspired skills. Nice. Okay? And not all of these skills are new, but they're fun to try, especially if you've re- renamed your Alexa smart assistant computer. Yeah, okay? great, yeah. So, and then you can pretend <laughs> she's answering in Margiel Barrett Roddenberry's iconic voice. That was the voice of the computer in uh, Star Trek. Oh, really? Okay, yes. So Alexa can also deliver sound effects from the original show if you use the following commands. Don't do it. Don't do it, Bob. Okay. Don't do it. Well, I won't do the Alexa part, but just right. whatever I say, just put Alexa in front of it. Right. Okay. Red alert. <laughs> Beam me up. Fire photon torpedoes. All right. And speak Klingon. And then there's one here. People that, have way too much time on their hands. Really. There's one here that really sounds like it would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Definitely. Okay. But it says here there's a warning next to this command. Her response to this is loud and might frighten your neighbors. Sure. Well, it's revenge. I mean, you're only going to use that. I'd like to just find out. And it says stuff like, 
What would Dr. McCoy say? Mm-hmm. What would Scott say? We already say? know. We already know. Do you trust know. Klingons? Yes, no. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guess, if you really have time to have your your device do that, more power to you. You want you had a thing about Tesla that was kind of funny as well, too, the the uh, quarter mile. <laughs> oh, this was great. Oh, you know the video on this is even greater. Yeah, you got to check it out. Okay. This is where when 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 they haven't hacked your ludicrous speed and you actually want to do a drag race, you can do it. You have to first fully charge. I think the whole race had to wait a bunch of time for the for the Tesla to charge up. I don't think so. I think that, that they were uh, charged and ready to I, go. I think I, had, I read that they had to wait, but go ahead. Okay. Te- the headline is Tesla trounces supercars in world's greatest drag race. Right. Okay. They took all the world's fastest cars. Correct. Okay. And they brought them to the Vandenberg Air Force Base runway. Sure. And lined them up. Why not? And, you know, and the military was out there to help, and they yeah. did a st- stupendous job. How and much you got to go. Um, Peanuts. They were Peanuts. probably volunteers on yeah, their off duty yeah. time. Of course, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the that's airport. Yeah. Uh, the runway is 15 miles long. Awesome. This and is a quarter mile. This yeah, They were doing a quarter mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to realize that this is the Air Force base that they designed to land the shuttles. Oh, okay. And take so they're not used anymore. Other things. Well, it gets used, but you know, probably oh. not that much. Mm, and yeah. I'll bet you they they paid a fee to use it. Oh, good. Because you know, usually you have to. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, the seventh edition of Motor Trend's World's Greatest Drag Race, mm-hmm. okay, uh, is here, and it turns out electric cars are nowhere near as boring as many thought they would be. That said, I'm not sure that's the truth. If but. you've seen any other drag race videos featuring a Tesla, yeah. you'd have a good idea of how this pans out. Yes. Tesla's Model S P9100D used two axles worth of electric motor to beat every other entrance in the quarter mile drag race, including a McLaren S70 GT, mm-hmm. Porsche 911 Turbo S, yes. and Ferrari 488 GTB. So do not try to beat a Tesla off the line. Okay. So, and. There's a lot more in the article. I say that you should read it, but the video is uh, worth a million words. Now, one of the things you brought up when we were talking about it was if it was a longer race, what would have happened? As Motor Trend points out, (laughs) if the drag race were any longer, the result would have been different. Right. Because you could see at the end, the Tesla won by about a half a car length, Mm -hmm. but the other cars were gaining on them fast. Yeah, they were just getting uh, in speed. Yeah, and uh, so anyway... Uh, they, uh, let me finish this here. Tesla's performance model gets going in a hurry, but they peter out before too long. Right. It's limited to a top speed of 150 miles per hour, right. well below the 200 mile per hour plus, plus speedometers on the Porsche and Ferrari. Right. The P100D might be one of the world's quickest cars, but it's far from being the fastest. So again, it's just like the Lord of the Rings, the dwarf, right? Very dangerous over short distances. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We have one line open. Feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do your best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go on to your calls. Our resident groupie, Danny, was on first. Hey, Danny, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, I have a problem with my old Acer tablet. You and that Acer tablet are going to be the death of me. Well, you know, I use I have an Instagram account and some other stuff on it that I want to keep on that, and I use my other Samsung most of the time. So what happened was I got an update notice for Turbo Cleaner. 
Yeah, I would, you don't need to use that anymore. I'm, it's not one of my favorites anymore. Well, I know, but this is on the old tablet. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it, when I went and slid, slid the bar to open it up, and it popped up, and it looked just like it always does when it comes from the Google Play Store, and it said install, so I hit install, and it ran. Yeah. And when it finished running, it, hit, it said hit open, and I hit open. As soon as I hit open, it went back to my Acer Explore Beyond icon, like when the tablet first starts to boot up mm-hmm. so it ran through that and then i got the the, the screen for well, with my um, icons for my uh, apps and stuff and i went to open the, one of the apps and it goes right back to the acer boot up again Uh oh. so i'm stuck in one of those loops and you power cycled it right turned it off completely and I turned it back it off on completely i let the battery run down a couple oh, of boy. times i i looked real quick online just one time and it said to start it up holding the volume button. Yeah, that'll that'll force a reset, yeah. Okay, so all it does is it says it comes into safe mode. I get a little screen on the bottom left says safe mode. Right. But when I go to open it up again, it just goes back right into Acer, um, you know, Explore Beyond, so it's still stuck in that loop. Yeesh. Can you, when you're in safe mode, can you remove the app you just updated? No, what happens is I can't get to the app fast enough because mm. when I tap on the icon for my apps, yep. I mean for settings, yep. and the icons, then the, the categories pop up before I can get to app and tap on apps, yep. it goes back into Acer. If you've got it configured to back it up, um, you could do a factory reset uh, following, I think it's that power and in, in the uh, up volume key there you could mm. force a factory reset to get it back to that f- factory fresh something's wrong with the operating system okay or just finally call it a day with that tablet okay no i i, I had google uh whatever it is you know automatic backup for all my pictures and stuff yeah how do you how do you retrieve that account would that well, be you're going to log back in again and you're going to log in on my other tablet yeah which you sure you should be using that same google account now yeah so it should already be there Okay, so, so basically this this other one's um, dead unless I get it back to a factory reset. Correct. And here's what you can do with it. In Southington, they're doing a community electronics collection. Recycle. Yes, from, from 8 a.m. to, yeah, to 2 p.m. Yes, please bring it there. 8 a.m., 2 p.m. It's free. They're trying to raise money for their you middle school I'm sports. I'm going to find out where you live and send this to you for Christmas. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, so stop by Southington High School today. Okay. They're doing a free e-cycle program. They're hoping for some donations to, to yeah. support middle school sports because you, you probably heard that that had some issues as far as budget. Yeah. And they'll take everything, TVs, uh-huh. computers, monitors, printers, and Danny's crappy Acer tablet that needs okay. to go. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, Danny. Uh, all right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Right, bye-bye. Oh, we got to see the end of that thing. He started calling with that Acer tablet. But I'm, not, I'm serious about that, folks. Uh, Southington is trying to raise some money for middle school sports. And if you want to go down and get rid of, responsibly, get rid of your electronic waste, your e-waste, head down to Southington, right there at the high school, right there in the center of the state. They're out there in the parking lot. And uh, they'll take your old TVs, your computers, your monitors, your printers, and it'll be responsibly recycled so it doesn't end up in a, in a pile like in the third world somewhere. It'll be completely recycled responsibly. Looking for a donation to support Southington's middle middle school sports. Now, all of us out these days have to start figuring out ways to protect these public school programs because we're going to see some cuts soon. And we already have. The governor has already said he's going to whack everything. So uh, 
these, these, these parents are trying to do something about it. If you want to get rid of your junk at the same time and support Southington Middle School Sports, come on down to Southington and have your e-waste recycled. We'll be right back. A little too laid back for me on a Saturday morning there, Matt. <laughs> this is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online. We have two lines open for you. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go right to uh, Steve in Winstead next. He has a question. Hey, Steve. Hi, Eric. Hi, Bob. Hey. Hi. I have a comment and then a question. Okay. And uh line of the lunacy about the internet i have a mad magazine from 2008 it's got the 50 worst things about the internet <laughs> yeah and every show you mention stuff that's on this list still. do i yes uh, if you could take a picture of that version and send it over to me that'd be great i'd love to see what it's all about um i'll do the best i can i have a i don't have that technology <laughs> but my brother does there you go there you go <laughs> Have them snap it so I I could see it. It'd be interesting to see the is list. Is there a particular address or something that I need to know? Yeah, to the, get it you to can you? send it to get help at tabinc.com. Get help at tabinc.com. Yeah. And yeah. it's all one word. Yep. There's no spaces or hyphens. Okay. No, nope, no. Nope. All right. All so right. that's interesting. Mad Magazine and I have something in common. I'm not sure that's a good thing, but. <laughs> when you see this, you're going you're gonna to crack up. <laughs> good. Good. I do. My question thing. is. That last week you brought up a, a security feature for the new phone. It's got facial recognition technology. You can choose to use it. You don't have to use it. But they got rid of their oh. they got rid of their touch security. The Apple phone did because that was hacked, and they got rid of that. And they couldn't figure out how to do it on a glass, so they put in facial recognition that you can choose to use. But you don't have to choose to use it. Uh huh. You can still well, put a pin. I want to know. Yeah. If a person takes another person's photo and they put it in front of that, will that compromise that feature? Supposedly not. Supposedly it uses the geometry of the face uh, more within depth, I guess, to figure out that you're you're the actual live face. But Bob had a question about it being, you know, maybe they take a, a bust of the face. Now with 3D printing, you could, you know, if you really wanted to get into the phone, you could just print up the person's face with 3D printing, and maybe that would do it. I have no idea. Well, the yeah. other questions I had is, what if I shave my beard? Or what if I grow my beard longer? Yeah. Or what if I gain weight? Or what if I lose weight? Right. <laughs> a lot so of problems, probably Steve. Probably still wind up on the list. And there's actually a feature on the, on, the, on the new Apple phone that says if you're stopped by a police officer, you can squeeze the phone in a certain way, squeeze a few of the buttons together so that the facial recognition would not work anymore so the officer couldn't force to put the phone in front of your face to unlock it. That's very interesting. Right. So how do you feel about that? Uh, well, again, I wouldn't use facial recognition. I would, <laughs> I would just use a uh, a code of some kind, um, and I wouldn't put anything on my phone that I would be worried about a police officer looking at. <laughs> right? What, what I mean, it, if he wants to see where I've been driving around, I don't care. If I'm a criminal, I'm in bad shape, right? But thankfully, I'm not a criminal yet. I haven't done anything wrong, as far as I know. Um, depends on who's asking. What if you had a twin brother or a twin sister? Could they get in? Yep. I would say yes on that one easily. Yes. So your twins can eat, look at each other's phones if they're going to use this. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We have to come up with a better security method. But uh, Apple did a new design on their phone, and, of course, they, they got rid of the thumbprint. Um, 
and decided that uh, they would use facial re- facial recognition, so you could just look at your phone and it would be open. I already showed you on t- on the show that I could talk to Siri and mess with your phone without even opening it. I remember I, d- I did it a few weeks ago with TJ's phone. Oh, I'm lucky. I I, I have a, a little teeny LG phone that uh, it doesn't do much. Oh, then you're fine. Calls. You make phone calls. Who makes phone calls anymore? So. Yeah, well, I don't know, Steve. We'll see what happens with facial recognition. We want facial recognition for security reasons, right? You want it to make sure we, you know, after 9-11, you know, you, you definitely want to make sure that we have systems that can see who the bad guys are and who aren't. I, I have no problem with that. Um, it'll be a little bit like Minority Report. If when they, we're going to use facial recognition for security, I still think that we we need two-factor yeah. authentication. Yeah, Facial step. recognition and, and something else. Right. right. And then there's always the chip technology, that implant chip thing. Hmm. Well, when they hack your I'm chip, not then what do you that. do? Thank you very much. <laughs> There's yeah. sometimes I want to get off the grid, and you know I don't want them to follow me around or know where I am. Or maybe your DNA or genome will be what they use, because from what I understand, it's completely unique for everybody. Maybe if they could figure out how to quickly process your genome, then they could figure <laughs> out a way to do it that way, so that only you could open something. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, Steve. Thank you very much for taking my call. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Got to update you on my refrigerator. Remember how my refrigerator died? It actually sounds like the Starship Enterprise with all the noise it makes. Turns out the fan died, and so we had to wait for a week. A week! It's not even that old of a refrigerator. It's a GE. And uh, so the repair guy comes in a week later. We were able to get keep the stuff cold enough with ice because it was actually producing cold. It just wouldn't blow the air around. So this fan, because how much does fan cost? This is a fan that we might even put in our servers and workstations, Bob. This is the type of fan that it is. A little more beefy than that because it's running. I'm going to say eighty bucks. Too low. One hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> You're right in the right ballpark. <laughs> it's a hundred and fifty dollar fan, but the thing that costs the most is the firmware update. So the guy a fan has a firmware update. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the guy who's a great uh, repair person, he came in and he pulled out all this. I didn't even. I, he pulled out the whole refrigerator. Took it all apart, popped the fan in, did that in no time. The firmware update took 15 minutes, so we're talking about his kids, his soccer issues, and all that fun stuff. For half the time of a service call, he's waiting for a silly firmware update to happen. The refrigerator powers down, it was down for about 10 or 15 minutes as his firmware update's going. Now, this is the same refrigerator that will go ding diddle ling when you're getting water, ding diddle lang when you're getting ice. But when it's 67 degrees inside the compartment, it tells you absolutely nothing. No alarms, no sound, silence. You open it up to a nice warm hit of air when you open up the refrigerator, boof, right in your face. You're like, oh, something's wrong. But if it's been a while, you probably got a a whiff (laughs) of something else. Right. (laughs) But it'll go ding diddle ling for water, ding diddle lang for ice. Nothing for 67 degrees. Maybe they fixed that with the firmware update. (laughs) That'd be nice. (laughs) Just a little (laughs) red alert would be nice. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And if you want to get rid of your e-junk, your e-waste, responsibly, go on down to Southington. The middle school parents there are trying to raise some money to save middle school sports. This is free, though. It's a suggested donation, right? So you can give whatever you want for whatever your e-waste is worth. Give them what you think it's worth, you know? Um, and they'll take care of it. So go, stop by Southington today between now and I think 2 o'clock. It literally is for the children. We'll be right back. So if you're at the Durham Fair, you might hear this tonight. Right, Matt? Pat? This is Pat Benatar. She's going to be playing at the Durham Fair. 
Durham Fair tonight. Yeah, her and our husband, Neil Geraldo. That's amazing. So go on out to the, the Durham Fair, 7 o'clock, and you'll see Pat Benatar. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for her. She's still singing out there. Good for her. Is that in between bingo games? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's, it's great that you're out there playing still. But I remember, you know, hit me with your best shot when I was a kid in the 80s. I mean, it's got to be like, it's, like, it's not even classic anymore. It's like, that's some old stuff. But that's great. Durham Fair has got a great uh, thing going there, so go check it out. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Ironically, Ron is on the line from Durham. <laughs> hey, Ron, are you going to go see Pat Benatar tonight? Yes. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Go see some oldies. But, uh. <laughs> What's good? A senior citizen. We have a senior citizen problem. We, uh, can't afford cable. Right. Because of medical bills. Yeah. And we can't put an antenna on our roof. Why? Yeah. Uh, because we live in. We just can't. Because of, uh, you know. HOA rules? Private, yes. Okay. So that, that's out of the question. All right. Um. It's possible I could put one in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are have- antennas. There are antennas out there. I'm still looking for one for my son in Wilton. Um, trying to find an antenna that'll work uh, these oh. days. It's hard to find antennas that are going to work depending on where you are, where you live, and where they're broadcasting. If you can find a good signal, I mean, you, there's plenty of powered antennas that you can just connect right to your TV, and uh, you might get maybe three or four stations. Do you have internet though, Ron? Uh, yeah, we do. We have we do have Roku. It's just that we're trying to get Channel Nine, which is an offshoot of Channel Eight, mm-hmm. because they have a great program, uh, uh, The Closer. And oh. Now we can't get it. Because, uh, I thought you were so. going to say Gunsmoke. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, you could. That's the issue, right? So I'm not even sure how if Channel Nine broadcasts the same way because I think you're only going to find the majors. Like Channel Eight, Channel Three, and you know, Channel Thirty. Uh, I don't know that you're going to find Channel Nine broadcasting. You may have to look at something like Sling. I'm not even sure Sling has it in its repertoire, but you can uh, use kind of an a la carte approach with certain services that allow you to get broadcast TV. You still have to pay for it though. Uh, yeah. like twenty bucks a month or something like that for some of these services. Well, that's reasonable. Yeah, but I'm not sure it's going to have Channel 9, but you can check. Right. You can check their service uh, rundown to see if they do. Um, but I don't even know that Channel 9 broadcasts. You'd have to kind of ask your neighbors or anybody else out there if they do, or even reach out to Channel 8 before you buy an antenna because you might find out the hard way they don't. You know, yeah. it, it could be just a cable channel. Well, we used to get it, oh, um, oh, okay. Channel 9. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then they, they switched companies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now they don't. Right. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll try that this swing thing. Yeah, and can you find the other your, your the show you mentioned on Netflix or some other men- uh, some other place? Yeah, but they want a crazy charge. Oh, really? Yeah, like forty dollars a month. Forty bucks a month for one show? I know. What kind of show? What is this show again? Uh, the Closer. Really? It's a, de- it's a detective thing. It's really good. I guess so. Um, wow, forty bucks a month. Who's charging that? Um, something. Somebody off the Roku. Mm. One of those. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's three. It's four times what they charge for HBO. I know. All right. Well, Ron, I, I don't have a lot of uh, examples for you other than you should check around your neighbors and see what they've had luck with with their antennas. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I uh, would say if you want to find the best antenna for your area or 
not to put on the outside of your house, you know, uh, Bob Serio might be able to help a lot in that area, in that regard. That's right. Bob Serio, Perfect Vision and Sound, and Avon, he's been on the show, and he does do antenna work. Um, so you can see if he might be able to be of assistance for you. That'd be great. All right, Okay. Ron. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah, good luck. Appreciate You're welcome. Right. Enjoy Pat Benatar. She's 64. Good for her. My goodness. Yeah. She was born in... Uh, on January 10th, 1953. Wow. So, yeah, she's up there. She's older than I thought she was. I think TJ has went to see Sammy Hagar. I mean, he's up there, too. He's up there, too, yeah. yeah. That's good. They're all still playing. I mean, that's the thing about music. It keeps the brain fertile. I mean, that's why I play, still. Um, yeah. it's, good for the, it's good for the noggin. Um, feel free to get online. We have four lines wide open, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, a couple of news items here real quick before we go to a break. CC Cleaner. You might have heard this, uh, maybe you didn't, but uh, folks from Avast, this is a company out of the Czech Republic, I think, uh, purchased CC Cleaner. CC Cleaner is a tool to deal with malware, and guess what it was? Stuffed with malware. So basically, they didn't realize it, but uh, somebody had inadvertently, um, well, didn't realize that they were um, sending out CC Cleaner with a Trojan built into it. 2.27 million people downloaded it. So if you use CC Cleaner, uninstall it, get rid of it. You're not sure it's clean. Trust me on this. Um, they do have a new version if you really do want to use it. Or maybe consider not using uh, these products from these companies uh, outside of the U.S. anyways. So, again, be aware of it. CC Cleaner had a major issue, and it is used as a tool to get rid of malware. It had malware stuffed in it for about a month. And the irony is thick, obviously. So we'll step out for a quick break. We're going to get back to more of your calls. Four lines wide open on the Saturday morning. Last week, we, could, we were beating you off with a stick. So clearly, we solved all your issues. But we're here right now. If you have a problem, feel free to get online. And if you got a bunch of e-waste, head out to Southington. They'll take it right there at the high school till 3 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. <laughs> this is Pat Benatar, too, right? <laughs> You're going to hear some of this, too, Matt. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11. we get got four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And as promised, when we have four lines wide open, well, obviously we solved all your issues. We'll start talking about our kids. You know, I'm looking forward to Sunday's UConn game, going to see the marching band. That's why we're going. Uh, we've organized a bunch of folks, about 16 of us going to tailgate and enjoy the marching band. I know there's a pregame show of the football team and a postgame show of the football team, but we're looking for the marching band. And if there's some good football that happens, great. If not, we won't be disappointed because we're there for the band. And, uh, I would contend a lot of people go to the band, go for the band and go for the entertainment. Um, it's uh, a lot of fun to be in an environment like that, especially when the team is winning, obviously. But, uh, We'll I would there contend Sunday. that the marching bands today mm. are far better than the marching bands of yesteryear, like when I was young. <laughs> well, no, I'm sure they had some good ones way back then. Well, I think they pretty much just marched in formation back then, but yeah. now they do like shapes and forms and oh, yeah. all of these things where you know they crisscross and oh, yeah. you're amazed that they don't collide somewhere out in the field. And oh, UConn's show is amazing this year. It's pretty pretty amazing. They brought bringing the old and the new together. Very much choreographed now. It's oh, much yeah. better. Well, if you want to see a real marching band, come out to Music of the Night on October 21st out there in Southington Marching Band. That is an amazing show. If you want to see what high school kids can do on a field, 
I mean, it's it's truly amazing. It's really impressive. Uh, so, Bob, real quick here before you, you want to bring up a news article, we got some calls coming in. Okay, is packaged is a Tech News World article. Yeah. Is packaged entertainment media really on the way out? And this is an article that's kind of interesting to to read. Mm-hmm. So, when they talk about packaged uh, entertainment media, you know, they're talking about movies on um, DVD and DVDs and right. Blu-ray discs, right? And um, that uh, market is is falling off. It's kind of like the VCR market initially, you know, when that kind of fell out of favor, and then it went to CDs, and then it went to uh, DVDs, and uh, then it started going to Blu-ray discs, which was designed, by the way, for uh, media with 4K. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, stream. I'm, I'm reading uh, different parts of this, but uh, streaming media sales eclipsed uh, the sales of DVDs, Blu-ray discs for the first time in the last quarter of 2016. Really? With discs accounting for $5.4 billion in annual U.S. sales compared to $6.2 billion haul for streaming video on demand, otherwise SVOD. Wow. Providers such as uh, Amazon, Prime Video, and Netflix. However, to paraphrase Mark Twain, the death of uh, packaged media has been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, just like the death of the PC. The They've been saying of, that since we've been on the air. <laughs> yeah, and they're still saying that it's dead. And yeah. you know, yeah, we still sell a bunch mm-hmm. of them. Anyway, uh, sales of DVDs and Blu-ray discs still accounted for eighteen billion dollars in 2016, according to Future Source Consulting. Right. This that's down from twenty-one point six billion in 2015, and sales are forecast to drop to nine point one billion in 2020. But that's still a lot of potential revenue for content providers. Right. Hey, our, our, our latest minivan purchase, I told you the thing that can drive itself, it has a Blu-ray player, and we're happy it does. So uh, I li- we like our media. I don't want to keep paying for it. Who wants to stream it constantly? Yeah, just think. We can play our movies while we're driving. Exactly. You can stream them, too, but I think your data cap is going to be exploded if you try to do that. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock, two lines wide open. Danny and Mike, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here to help you out. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at our old-fashioned website, computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. We also put it on Twitter. If you follow us at tabcomputersys, right along there with Mr. Trump, we're right there. We'll tweet it to you. And as well, if you follow us on Facebook, over at Tab Computer Systems and like us. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.